Welcome to the American Lean Podcast, where we cover five topics in five days in about five minutes. The only place in the world where you can get daily lean coaching. Your host is Tom Reed, and he shares his 30 years of experience and covers leadership, culture, entrepreneurship, lean methodologies, industry 4.0, and interview special guests on their lean journey. We're glad you're here. So let's go. Welcome to the American Lean Podcast. It's Friday. That means we're talking with a company on their lean journey. And today I happen to be talking with Larry Reese, former mechanic for United Airlines. So Larry, welcome in. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you talking to me today. Absolutely. So tell us a little about yourself and, and give us a little bit about your background. All right. So um, I'm retired from United Airlines. I spent too short of 30 years uh, working in the maintenance division, all the way from mechanic up to uh, supervisor and then towards the end of my career with him. I was managing lean at the Houston facility for United Okay. on the uh, heavy maintenance side. How long had United been on their lean journey when, when you got involved with it? So um, I was introduced to lean uh, at United Airlines as a mechanic working down on the floor about 2004. So I've been doing it for almost 16 years now, but United did something really unique and different in that they actually developed mechanics to become trainers and implementation specialists of lean. Uh, uh, this all took place basically in San Francisco uh, back about starting in 2004. Okay, so they, they, they've been at it probably about 16 years as well then. So you're kind of on the front edge of that, sounds like. Yes, we were. Um, a lot of training on the front end, and then we got into the implementation, and that's when things really started to happen. Can you give us an example of what maybe what an implementation might have looked like, what you guys were working on? So some of the challenges that we had, I mean, on a, on a broader scale, is that um, in San Francisco, they do a lot of what they call C-checks. Uh, aircraft have different checks uh, as they go through their progression. And a C-check, typically, uh, we were looking at a four-day visit, a uh, three-shift operation. A lot of people really hesitant to lean at first because it's not manufacturing. We bring airplanes in, we tear them apart, fix yep. them up, and kick them back out. We transitioned from kind of the model of a mechanic uh, being somewhat autonomous to treating them more like a surgeon and giving them everything they need to do their job. And by doing that, we actually cut a full day off the average uh, C-check visit. Oh, wow. So it went from four days down to three? Exactly. I don't know what their revenue is. Well, actually, I do. I just read recently where United is spending about $70 million a day. So in essence, each day they can get a plane back. That's a large chunk of money to them. But yeah, and it, it, equate, it eventually pencils out to not needing an airplane to purchase another airplane. Oh, sure. If you do it right. So yeah, there's a huge benefit to it. Yep. What were some of the struggles you ran into as United adopted that methodology? Biggest struggles? You know, we were kind of a ground-up enterprise. I mean, the, the VP of maintenance was well behind it. The problem came in that some of his middle management people weren't so on board with it. And it were really tough to get change to, to okay. make the transition to a more lean operation. How did they handle that? Did, you know, the old burning platform, was that presented to them or how'd that work? We were fortunate in that the director at the time got on board with it and pretty much dictated this is the way we're going to go. It required a couple of different departments to get involved, obviously uh, supply stores, 
tooling, things like that, but also had to get on board with a, a change in the process and going to more of a system of treating the mechanic as a surgeon and making sure he has everything he needs to do his job without wasting time moving around. Airplanes are big. Oh, sure. So we, we found a lot of time mechanics were just walking to their toolbox, to the airplane, okay. back over to the parts. So a lot of it was once they started to see the changes and the mechanics, you know, were all for it because they weren't waiting around or looking for stuff that they needed. They had everything they needed to do their job. So it made their job easier. So it wasn't hard to convince the mechanics. It was a little tougher to get uh, management on board. Sure. But, uh, once it happened, it, it went really well. Yeah, it sounds like the mechanics were going home a little less tired, right? So they're, they're obviously going to enjoy it. Well, just the frustration level of uh, not having the things that you need or, okay. you know, having to wait to do your job. You know, you took a day out of the lead time, so a plane turnaround time in essence, which is a huge success, I'm sure. You know, I was extremely oh, yeah. happy about that. What were some of the surprises that you saw as you coached people and, and coached this transition? Kind of interesting thing about that was... When we, when we told the airline we were going to take this down to three days because we're kind of a, a subcontractor to the airline, if you will. Okay. Even though we're all under the same umbrella, we would tell the airline, okay, we're going to take it from four days down to three days. The airline was hesitant to say, okay, these guys are going to have that plane ready for us in three days. Therefore, we'll put it back into service gotcha. on that fourth day. So it was one of the struggles we had was that mechanics could go great. We got the plane done, but it's sitting out on the ramp. The airline's not using it. Why did we do all this work to get it done early and they're not using it? So huh. there was a learning curve on both sides okay. that was kind of unexpected. But uh, in the end, they finally believed us and started working. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's an awesome story. If my organization were beginning a lean journey today, and assuming we're not as large as United, <laughs> what, what advice would you give us? Two things. You've got people that know the answers that are ready, willing, and able to help you on the floor doing the job every day. Absolutely. Um, I never came up with a better idea than the guys on the floor, ever. Sure. Right? And in my entire time of, of coaching and working on lean projects, the team always has <laughs> the best ideas. You need some expert help. You need some advice. Uh, you need okay. people that have, have been there, done it, got the scars, and can advise you on directions and paths um, it's really difficult when you first start out because you can read books but without that first-hand knowledge of people that have been in the trenches it could be very difficult to get a, a successful program off the ground sure sure how many people do you think you coached through a lean transition oh man oh uh, we had 3,500 mechanics that all went through the training oh, when wow. we first started okay so that gives you an idea of the scope of the project when we first started it. That took approximately 18 months. After that, the, the core team was dispersed, and we all worked projects uh, throughout the base. Uh, there was all different kinds of shops. Uh, we actually did some manufacturing on site, but a lot of it was individual pockets of success around the, the base. Okay. So you mentioned the core team. What was their purpose in the Lean Transformation? So the, the core team was originally there was about 20 mechanics that they brought from the floor who, you know, saw the, the benefits of, of a lean transformation and the lean processes because we'd had the experts come in and start working with us. And that's how I got my transition is they actually came to the shop that I worked in 
and I got to see firsthand and got pretty excited about it that this is something I wanted to be a part of. Mm, okay. So when they built the core team, I was successful in becoming a trainer and then later a coach and uh, implementer. That's excellent. Excellent. So let's wrap up. Larry, how can we get a hold of you? How can we reach out to you if we want to have you coach us? And we'll, we'll call it a wrap. Sure. My name is uh, Larry Reese. Email is Reese, R-E-E-C-E, dot Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, at Ymail. That's Y, not G, mail.com. Never heard of that one. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I know. I get that a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Excellent. Thanks very much for your time today. It was good talking to you. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thank you for joining us today. As always, we are honored to serve you, and we hope that you and your company are getting a little bit better every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others in the lean and business community. If you'd like to turbocharge your lean efforts, please visit us at AmericanLean.com.